Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? That's the movie, yeah. Thing that you hear, but I, w- I, I would have rather the 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 lion from MGM. Humble beginnings. Welcome, y'all. Aries Spears in the building. Andy Steinberg hanging out. Yes. Hello to Hits 101. You know, it's funny. After you start doing this enough, you figure out the repetitive uh, rhythm that you, you need to be in. Thanks, 101, for coming over and listening. Uh, big shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, as always, uh, make sure you, if you can, I know you start out with whatever the latest is, but try to go back and listen from episode one and track it and binge and go in order so you can uh, follow the evolution and the growth of the ANA. Uh, or the SNS, uh, or the ANA and SNS, um, and and uh, the jokes and all the the the, uh, the callbacks and shit will make sense to you. Um, so welcome, uh, and yeah, it feels good to uh, trying to figure all this shit out. We're still babies in the game, but uh, we starting to get one pubic hair apiece. Uh, I was taking a bath. I saw a bubble on the pubic hair. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Just a little bubble just right there. Okay. And Andy Andy uh, crashed at my house uh, for the night coming in from Phoenix. Uh, so we had a good boys pajama night. Uh, uh, how, how, was, how was your sleep? Uh, you have a beautiful couch. <laughs> I don't have much else. Aries has a huge... I, I, I said this on the other podcast. Huge house. I, I mean, huge. Decent. It's, it's, it's a good size house. Multi-level. There's a, there's two sofas, a table, and and I you know what I've never been upstairs. I'm just assuming there's a bed. Yes. You might be sleeping on the floor for all I know. No, no, no. The bed's sweet. The bed is sweet. The bed is sweet. You know. It is a bachelor life here. Yes, uh, and it's been going back and forth from bachelor life to family life until I can figure this shit out. Uh, so there that is. I'm trying to figure out which one of us is Siskel and which one of us is Ebert. 
Uh, well, you got the glasses. Ebert, I think. Well, who was the, the, the one with the glasses? I don't know which one. Yeah, that was Ebert. Niggas named Ebert and Albert with glasses. <laughs> uh, so I think I'm Cisco. Okay. And that sounds like some black shit anyway. My name is Cisco and I got sickle cell. Yeah, e- Ebert does sound a little... Yeah, glassy, glassy. Jewy. Jewy, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing the movie podcast, and uh, the two movies we are going to be reviewing are both Michael Douglas films, Fatal Attraction and Disclosure. Before I begin with that, though, I got to say, man, I was watching, uh, I was perusing through Instagram, as I so often do, and came across this clip of Bokeem Woodbine uh, on Breakfast Club. Uh, you know who that is, right? Mm, yeah, 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 I do. The ball head brother. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real staple in a lot of black movies in the 90s. And what was interesting to me, since we're talking about movies, is he said at one point in time, he went through a 15-year drought where he couldn't get booked. And I mean, at one point, I mean, he was in everything from Jason's lyric to, uh, forgive me, y'all know the nigga, the bald nigga with the gap in his teeth. Um but yeah, he was basically in everything. Um, and then he said, which to me, I didn't even notice. But, you know, he said a 15-year drought before things picked back up. And notably, one of the movies he was in that was one of my favorite movies I, I, I talk about all the time was Ray. Uh, he was one of the, the saxophone players in Ray. And towards the end of the movie, uh, when Ray got that new dude who was like his assistant, uh, which pushed Clifton Powell out, who was his assistant, and they were arguing because he showed up, Bokeem, late to the new re- uh, recording session and was fined $5. He was the one brother with the derby on. So he was saying that, yeah, man, even when I got back into the swing of things, I did Ray, and it didn't move the needle. And, you know, work begets work. Yeah. So I'm like, this is what's so scary about show business. Um you could be a consistent worker for a decade, work, hit movies. And listen, the more hit movies you're in, the more you're on the short list of people they go to. Um, and for you to be able to be in successful films for a decade and then Hollywood gives you your pink slip without ever telling you you got your pink slip and then to go through a 15-year drought then come back and be in an Oscar award-winning movie like Ray, and it don't move the needle, that is the scariest proposition ever. Because unlike actors, you know, Andy and I do stand-up. So if, if for some reason the movies dry up, the TV roles dry up, we can go on the road and make a buck. This is how, if you're an actor who hasn't made enough films where you've made enough money that you've, you, you can take a 15-year drought and not have to get a day job, that says something. But everybody's not in that position. Right. They live check to check. That's some scary shit, man. What I, what I always thought was interesting is that you might see someone in a movie, like maybe like three or four movies comes out in that same year. Right. But they, you know, they made three or four, and then they disappear for a while. Right. Because those movies were all, they, they just had a hot streak, got four movies, nothing came out, it comes out, so they have to wait for that cycle of movies where it moves the needle again, right? They right. Have, so you could sit at home for the next two years. 
Right. And and listen, usually, every now and then, people take a break. And, and, and certain actors that are popular, successful, they made enough money, sometimes with the women, they go, well, I want to take time off to be a mother. Okay, so that's what that is. And the crazy thing about that is, unless you're Julia Roberts or Sandra Bullock, where you are solidified, those are the female icons equivalent to Pacino and De Niro. You got to be careful when you're a beautiful woman because once you take that break, they might not let you back in. So unless you're iconic where it's automatic for you, which is very seldom with women. And, and, and when you think of iconic women actresses, to me, no more than three names roll off my tongue automatically. Sandra Bullock, uh, uh, I just said Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep. Other than that, Female actresses come and go. So for a dude to take time off, and this is where the business is a little chauvinistic, the the rules are different for dudes. Dudes can take time off and come back. If you top tier dude, if you not, you're taking a gamble. And that's that's to have to live with that kind of uh, uncertainty. That's scary, man. I'm I'm trying to think if there's any. Angelica Houston used to be able to. Yeah, but she ain't really, and she might be like Daniel Day-Lewis, where he works when he wants to work, because he's such a great, and we, and we talked about this the other day on the podcast, when we went movie star or actor. actor. Angelica Houston is such an actress, like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis ain't no movie star, but he's such a, Gary Sinise, uh, Gary Oldman, great actors, not movie stars. So some people have that luxury. But Angela H- when Angelica Houston, when you said that name, I was like, damn, I ain't even think of that. I don't know if she falls in the category with Street, Bullock, and Roberts. Yeah, I guess when you're saying movie star, that's, that's right. different. But yeah, no, no, your, your point's well taken. That, that makes sense. I, mean, I, would, I would say, okay, Glenn Close yeah, she's pretty solidified. And I can't even think of a black actress. Who? Angela Bassett? Oprah makes appearances when she wants to. Ooh, chow. My feet hurt. Ooh, chow. My back. I just I want to be free. She was in Wrinkle in Time. Finally, she made a movie where she wasn't playing a black woman struggling. <laughs> she played a... All of her movies have always been, oh, child, my feet hurt movies. Whoopi Goldberg. She had a time period. A time, the 90s. Yeah. Jumping Jack Flash was one of my favorite movies. And of course, Ghosts, where she won the Oscar. Yeah, I think. Oh, you know who you forgot in there for women though too. Um, now I'm going to. This is what happens when I try to remember a name. Right. Um, she was married to Bruce uh, Bruce Willis. Demi Moore. Yeah, Demi Moore had a. a she was a movie she star. Had a period. And she had was a, a movie star. Yeah. Actress, a movie star, Halle Berry. Uh, you know, she's one of those ones that I think. Is both. She is a movie star, but she's an, she she can act. She showed her acting chops, her ass off in Monsters Ball, Ball yeah. and before that, I think Jungle Fever, yeah. Crackhead. Yeah. So she definitely got acting chops, but most of her movies are movie star shit. Yeah, like Boomerang was a, a good vehicle. Even to, bigger, uh, the first black female James Bond of this latest era. Okay. When she recreated the beach scene coming out the beach with the bikini. Yeah. So, uh, and again, Angela Bassett, I think, is so well-respected as an actress, but 
And I think she deserves to be on the level of Street and Julia. But they don't push her to the forefront like I think she deserves. Viola Davis, same thing. But she's more current than, you know, been around since the 70s, 80s, decades. Um, So, yeah, man, anybody that wants to get into this business, man, you know, good luck. Uh, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Because unless you are solidified, a.k.a. legendary iconic status, where you know you ain't going nowhere, this shit unpredictable. And that's scary to know that at any moment, like Patrice said, Hollywood goes, "Mm, we're done. When do you let niggas know you're done? But you can do do stage acting. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Slater, back in the day, was it the 80s, 90s? Late 80s, mid 80s, 90s, he was the dude. Yeah. All of a sudden, what happened to Christian Slater? He's doing so, he did something recently. Yeah? Yeah, but it goes, it, it goes quick. Yeah. When it goes. Oh, it's gone. And very rel- rarely do you get it back. That's why I was like, Bokeem Woodbine has been in a, a shitload of movies and respectable movies, not bullshit B movies. And then for him to go a 15 year layoff. That's how much money he had stocked up. Iron Man got a couple chances. You talking about Robert Downey? Yeah, he got multiple chances. He got well, it well, his teen. He got he got that yes. teen heartthrob period. Then he did his. I was I got fucked up and he got kicked out and then he came back. Well, here's the thing, and we I think we kind of touched upon this yesterday. Here's the thing about Hollywood: unless you are just a total asshole, or unless you do some heinous shit to get you fucked up out the business, like Kevin Spacey. Because Kevin Spacey's phenomenal. Um, genius is forgiven in this business. And Robert Downey Jr., acting-wise, has been described as a genius. He's that good. Yeah. And unless, you know, he killed somebody, fucked with kids, or he just was a fucking dick dick, genius gets forgiven. They make exceptions for genius. So uh, You said uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Before all this happened, though, was he an actor or was he a movie star? Actor. He, he could never get that. Even he had lead roles, but he was still just an, yeah, he was still an actor. Yeah, yeah, Because he didn't have that look. Right. But in terms of skill, Seven, American Beauty. But he still carried movies. Yeah, it was an odd kind of, you're the, you're the leader of the franchise, but. Mm. Yeah, his was a different. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, movies. Oh, plus, you know, you guys can uh, email us. Or, yes. or Instagram us, whatever you want to do, however you want to reach out. You can let us know what movies you want us to review. We want to do, we'll do some current movies, but that's not our, we're looking for movies that yeah. might have been missed. Matter of fact, I got an email from somebody when I had asked about, send us your top five shitty horror movies. And the dude was like, dude, I ain't got no top five shitty, but I'll give you a top five best horror movies. And he sent me that. So we'd like to get those. Ari Spears, 45, at Hotmail. And... I'm Andy Comedy on uh, Instagram. That's I just rather I rather do that. You can always email me, but uh, that's funny happens at gmail.com. But if you want a response back from me, it's 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 Instagram. Okay. Um, so here's the movies again. We're doing Fatal Attraction and uh, Disclosure. Which one are you gonna start with? Uh, let's start with the oldest one first. Was it which one was the oldest one? Fatal. Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I said this before, man. Um, 
I, w- I wish I knew her name, and I know she was in one of those Harrison Ford movies, um, either The Patriot or the, so yeah. something about Patriot or uh, Clear and Present Danger. D- d- just type in IMDb and just re- real quick, because okay. we, that way we can get the year of it, too. Yeah. Um, my phone. We're recording off my phone, so. The cast of Fatal Attraction. And Archer. Yep, that was... There we go. Yeah. Goddamn technology. Yeah, see how great it is? And Archer. Uh, what year was it? Did it say? I, you know what? It probably did. I just fucked off and just... Once I heard Ann Archer, I bailed out. All right, well... No, uh, we're it was okay. the late 80s. I think it was 89 to be exact. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was older than that, but okay. Yeah. Uh, damn, she was smoking hot, man. Who, Ann Archer? Ann Archer, dude. Yeah. Like Cute. A, Cute. Not smoking hot. I, like an older... Mom hot. You don't think so? Cute. Nah, cute is youth. Nah, she had like a she had like a cute presence. I didn't think she was I thought she was smoking hot, man. I, I, I would have loved to have been um the black mailman uh, <laughs> that delivered a mail and I heard your boyfriend cheat your husband cheated on you. Yeah, I heard your boyfriend cheated on you. You wanna get back at him? Yeah, uh <laughs> I got some mail for you to open. Um yeah, I would have loved it because she, you know, that again, that scene where she was sitting in the vanity mirror and she was oiling up uh, and she had on the panties and a bra. She had the right complexion of Caucasian. It looked like uh, toast that had been taken out at the right time where it's got that golden, almost brownish look to it. She had, it was the perfect toast. Uh, I wouldn't even put no butter on that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> No, I wouldn't put the butter on it. Uh, but yeah, she was hot to death, man. Um, one thing I loved in the movie is I, I love it when, and I know that there are women that do it, even when you know your husband fucked up, you stand by him. Yeah. And of course she was pissed because when she asked the quintessential question that all women ask when they find out you've been fucking around, did you love her? And he said, no, it was just a one night fling. It seemed like at that moment she was still willing to rock with him. But when he said, and why he offered this fucking information, he goes, but there's more. She's pregnant. And that's when she lost it. And she, when he tried to hug her and console her, she banged on his chest. Get out! Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think this is a white thing. Why do y'all admit shit? Niggas ain't admitting shit. You got to find me, motherfucker. You know, well, first of all, I don't know why he was admitting it when he wasn't sure if she was or not. Well, he, I think he was, because remember when he broke into her house and he opened the medicine cabinet, he saw the EPT pregnancy test. Yeah, but you're dealing with a psycho. Who knows what she would do? Listen, I'm not admitting a motherfucking yeah. thing. Why, and he didn't even have to offer that information. Not at the time he didn't. At that point, his, he, he admitted to his wife, I cheated on you. The bitch is responsible for the bunny. Why are, you, why are you giving the police info? No, I, I didn't know why he said that. Yeah. But you listen. You, that, that's to move the movie, though. You got to have that. That's to move the movie. But in real life, white guys, y'all will admit to y'all shit. I, we, but niggas live by the Eddie Murphy raw creed. What me? I, I look right in your face. What me? me? I saw you come out that bitch's house. What me? And then that's the Jedi mind trick. Maybe it wasn't you. I follow, uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Fuck that. Why would he admit that shit? Um, but, but then, 
go, go, no, go ahead. But then I love it because um, later on when uh, Glenn Close kidnaps the girl and they get in an accident and she ends up in the hospital and you see where Michael Douglas runs to the hospital. Her father's in there with her and he's pissed. He has that just that, that, that ultimate look, look of disgust. disgust. Um, and then he sits down and he grabs her hand and she kind of wakes up, comes to, sees it's him. And she gives him the smile. Like, we're going to be okay. And then that breaks him down and starts crying. And then later on, he's, you know, towards the end, of course, the climactic scene, he's at the house with her. So they pretty much made up at the hospital. That's great when you know you can fuck up. Yeah, but you, you went right to the meat of it. You didn't get, you, we didn't get into the, the, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He gets called away for the meeting. He, he can't go on the trip with his with his right. wife and kid, so he has the weekend free. Yeah, it's completely unintentional. He meets always is. It's raining. Yes, his umbrella's broken. Yes, she sees him. Yes, she gives him the smile. Now, here's my question though: Glenn Close is not my, and I'm not. This is not. Women bashing. It's not. There's nothing about appearance I'm doing here. It's, she's just not my my style. Mm-hmm. But she was sexy, and they made her sexy. She she was very she was eighties sexy. Yeah, we do have to take the time into account. Nineties, two thousand, all the Botox and the surgery. Mm. The 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 eighties hair she had. Yes. The curl, she and they made her sexy. So you have the free weekend. Mm-hmm. You go and have a couple drinks. Now, is this where he fucked up? Though this is my question: Do you fuck up just at the drinks? Because it was like, you want to just get drink? I'm, I have the free weekend. I ran into you. You gave me your umbrella. Ha, ha, ha. We're here. There's a bar there. We're going to wait for the rain to die down. Was the drinks in the beginning? Was it, was it over after the drinks? That's a great woman question. Yeah, I would like to. I would like Farrah, to. Shannon, Shamor, AB, and incidentally, AB hit me an email this morning. You know who AB is, right? Hmm. Doom, doom, oh, law and order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, thank you for not reading Oh, yeah, yeah, she said, yeah, she said, yeah. Uh, we want to know from women who saw Fatal Attraction, at what moment would you have stopped the movie, put in the record scratch, and hear the voiceover, it was at this moment he fucked up. <laughs> um, was, it, was it the drink? Was it, was it walking at that moment and saying, hey, well, you know, it was a colleague. Right? It's business. It was a colleague when they were in the office when she walked in with the white suit right. and he had the cream cheese on his nose and they were in there discussing the business. Yeah. That's colleague. Once you sit down and have a drink, you ain't working no more. But if it was one of the dudes from the office that was out there, it would have been acceptable for them to have a drink. So, right, because the dude ain't going to pluck you in the ass. Okay, but is it, is it, is that where he fucked up? Or was it after they had the drinks? Let me tell you, personally me, and, and I've never made no bones or tried to hide this. I am a semi-chauvinistic, hypocritical, unfair, jealous nigga. And I don't allow any woman I'm involved with to have male friends. Because that's how it starts. It always is, we just friends, innocently enough. And before you know it, a couple fucking my ties or fucking uh, a, a, a Washington apple. And next thing you know, this bitch's panties is, your, is this nigga's earmuffs. No. 
I live by the Mahujadeen rules, nigga. When my wife leave here, she is a ninja. So he, they, here's where they fucked up, in my opinion. At the first, when they went to the party that night to, to celebrate the Japanese, whatever that was, the book. And he, he and her were at the bar having a drink. Right, right, right. That's where he fucked up. In, in that, that moment, right. That should have never happened. If, if the situation was reversed and I, it was my wife talking to a dude and I saw her at the bar, we arguing that night. What the fuck was you doing at the bar? What was you talking to that nigga about? Yeah, because if that argument t- took place and then they're in the rain and she... And then that don't happen. Yeah, because you're not going to go get that drink with the person. because you, 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 you already had that argument. You have already verbally slapped the shit out your wife. You've had that, yeah. You've yes. had that conversation. So... But then he goes in, and then... Now, here's my question to women. To women. Um, if women are great supporters of each other, why does it seem like we are much more attractive to women when we are with somebody? Because women are evil that way. The games that they, they, that they play... That's I love y'all, but y'all like to play tricky shit. Because she was, she was throwing the hints out. And yeah. He followed the hints. Yeah. He, she, she knows he's married. He talked about right. his family. I'm not saying it's not on him. I'm just saying, right. why, why, why are we throwing that out there? Right. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, as, as Michael Douglas endured her shit, Constant calling, uh, putting acid on his car, sending him the tape that he later listened to, which she's calling him a faggot. Fuck you. And every man has thought this. And whether it's a woman on you or a dude on you, I don't mean romantically, sexually. Whenever there's a problem that's irritating your life, you contemplate, can I kill this motherfucker? Can I get away? If I murder this motherfucker, will I get caught? But you don't do it because that's what separates the sane from the insane. But between these three things, what would you consider? What, at what point do you consider murder? The bunny boil, her kidnapping his daughter, or her showing up to his house talking to his wife and playing like she never met him? What most makes you go... I got to kill this bitch. Well, I think when she cuts her wrist, I would have went, you know what? I'm out of here. Just bleed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave you to bleed. Uh, When he's in the new, when he's in the house. When she's in the house. Yeah. Now, now that's when you start to go, this is a problem. There's like, she's, she's, yeah, this is next. This is, she's going to do something to somebody that I love. So as much as you love your boys, she kidnaps your son at that age. You're frantic. You don't know where he is. You, so much so that it put your wife or your girl in the hospital. That don't rank over to showing up at the she house. She went to the house first, though, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm ready to kill her. Before All right I, there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because now, now I know that you, you, have, you have entered that, that next level where now I, now I feel my family's in jeopardy. Not, oh. not, not in jeopardy for me cheating right. and I might lose my family, but like this bitch is crazy enough to kill my <laughs> fucking, to do something right. to my family. Yeah. So that, that's the point where I would have 
Did I, I would start losing my like? Right. Yeah, because she's now we know she's out of control. But but let me just let me just say this. Glenn Close, like I said, she's sexy in the movie. Oh, isn't crazy sexier than the normal? I used to think so. It be, to a point. Yeah. Till it stops not being fun no more. No, and I get it when it's not fun no more. But right. there is something about a woman. I mean, the battery acid on your car. Yeah, you, but to, to to know that you can make a woman that crazy. Right. There's something about. But do you think you made it that crazy because your that, pipe or because the bitch is just off? Now your 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 man inside you tells ego. you, yeah, it's that it's you. Right. You know, I did this to her because obviously she's got this far in life. So she, you know, somebody would have killed her by now. She's right, does this right, to other right. people. Uh, yeah, the man, and he's like, oh man, look, you know, she, right. she wants me. There is something that is attractive about that. Now it is going to ruin your life, and in, in this movie, it could have easily ruined his life. Uh. <laughs> did you did you write like a, leave a note in 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 a bathroom somewhere on the call the police? Man, I should have. I'm in danger. Matter of fact, oh, I can't say it. Fuck. Yeah. Um. But still, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying in terms of your answer. But I still want to ask the question, though. What if you had the patience to endure her showing up and you experienced all three? You still would be like her coming into the house? Well, oh, you know, I had to experience all three? No, you when, you, when, you, take, when you take my kid, man. That, that. Right. But, you know, if, if you let it get, almost if you let it get that far anyway, your relationship's over. Right. He's probably not even living at that house anymore in the, at this point. Uh, something's up. You know, the, the, that woman knows that something's up at this point. His wife? Yeah, she has to. In real life, not in this movie. You think but, so? Yeah, you have. You know, he, he had to confess when the rabbit, with the, with the rabbit I'm was. I'm so glad. Thank you. I could kiss you. I'm so glad you brought that up because that took me where I wanted to go. This is how much black guys don't admit to shit. Brother walk in the house, the wife is bitching. There's a bunny boiling in the pot. Nigga would have been like, damn. Add some carrots and peas to that motherfucker. Let's have a soup. Get the baby a new bunny, baby. But let's not waste the bunny. Put some carrot peas and carrots in the water and let's make a bad bunny soup. Hoss and pepper. Hoss and pepper. Yeah, it ain't so bad. Um, the bunny boil wouldn't have made me. I'd have thought that was scary as fuck because she got into my house, obviously. Um, I think I have to go with what you're saying because at that point, I would be scared. In terms of all three, yes, the kid. But her showing up at the house means now this bitch can tell on me. Well, not only can she tell on you, you moved and she found you. Right. So you're never going to get away. Right. This is new. You, you don't have a clean break. You're not going to make this work out. Now you have to. Now you have to throw your cards on the table, because you got to. She's stealing your kids. Right. You got to. You got to figure it out. Again, you took me to where I wanted to go to next. When he moved, and obviously he changed his number. There's a scene of Glenn Close on the bed trying to get the new number, and when the operator doesn't give it to her, she gets mad and goes, "Well, fuck you!" But what I noticed was on the bed, this bitch had Oreos, Haagen Dazs. Doritos and wine. What the fuck is your palate like? That shows you're crazy. I see. I can see the Oreos in the in the ice cream. Doritos and wine with ice cream and Oreos. Well, 
Yeah, that that's a little. And she's supposed to be pregnant now, right? And you drinking wine? Yeah. Can I before we get to the, like to the end? And, and it's it's coming up. Are, you, are we coming up towards yeah, the end yeah, of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to. What was your what what was your scariest moment in the movie? What was the moment that she absolutely scared you? Besides stealing the kid, you right, know, right, that, right. Not, not, not like that, but right. scares you when you're watching this movie and you when win. she showed up with the knife at the end and she's cutting her own leg. That is the scariest part to me, too. That's my part. And, and she's saying that shit like, this has always been her life. And Ann Archer stole her life, life that she never had. And she's just slitting her leg. You, you, I know, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. That's the part that I... Nigga. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Um and listen, I know that movie is just is described as a thriller. But I almost put that in the horror category. Now, okay, so where are we now? Are you we at the end? Uh I think I got one more thing. Okay, go ahead because uh, I want to I want to ask you some questions about the okay, end of the movie. Okay, okay. Cover that, cover that. Oh, uh <laughs> uh try to Oh, uh, and, and it's so incidentally, this part right here, because I got to give Michael Douglas the pimp award because he's had two movies, which the second one we're going to discuss, where he basically, you know, and this is a black man, you know, you take pride in this, where he told a bitch, fuck you, bitch. The, the moment when he's getting up and he's buttoning his shirt, she said, no, you're not going to leave. I don't want you to leave. And she jumps up and rips his shirt open and kind of slaps him in the chest and then falls back down. That right there is another moment that made would have made me go, what have I gotten into? Oh, yeah. But then she goes, you know, I, I would just have more respect for you if you told me to fuck off. Yeah. And he goes, all right, fuck, fuck off. off. And she kicks him in the back, and you'll get out! I was like, yo! There's certain signs that let you know it's time to leave town. Okay, when we talk about these certain signs, and we do- talked about crazy. All right. So one of my scenes in there that I think was like the hot scene is when they're in the elevator. And she's blowing him. She's blowing, and then the guy, you know, she's crazy enough. She's blown right there in an open right. elevator. The dude walks by, and, he's just, and Michael Douglas is just standing there. Yeah. That's, that's, your, that's your opening to this is crazy. Because of the mere fact that it's in the elevator? That the elevator's open, and she lives there, and she's just going to be blowing dudes in the elevator. While her neighbors walk by. But that's that good crazy you said. That's the good crazy. But doesn't the good crazy always come with the other crazy? Yeah. But when you get <laughs> your dick sucked in an open elevator, as a man, you're not thinking about what's coming with the good crazy. You're thinking about the moment, nigga. And how many licks do you get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? How many crazies can I go through before I get to the center of, oh, shit, it's time to bounce? Yeah, you put up with shit, man. You put up with shit. Um, all right, let me see. But you need, but all relationships need a little crazy, right? Yeah, because it gets, it adds the spice. Unless you don't like spicy food. Yeah. And I like spicy shit. So a little, you know, cayenne pepper juice, Tabasco sauce. I like that shit. But too much, and you fucked up. You get the indigestion. <laughs> you get the heartburn. You get that shit where you hear me on the mic go. Oh, <laughs> that's that crazy shit. Um, but okay, now are you at the end on your no, on your uh, notes? Let me just make sure. Let me finish. Uh, that's what I uh, yeah, I'm pretty much. I just got one more question again. This okay, is a ahead. small yes. thing because I just want to ask yeah. you. Um, 
as y'all know, we so often talk about race on the podcast. Um, when And listen, what you do behind closed doors and the privacy of your own home, you could be David Duke. You could burn a cross in your house. And as long as it's in your house, it don't affect nobody but you. That moment, and I know a lot of motherfuckers do this. That moment where him and his best friend and his and his best friend and his wife and Douglas and his wife are all having like their last hoorah before they move, having dinner. And Michael and his friend talk about the Japanese party. And they both get up and face each other and go through the Japanese bow, but they go. Is that racist? And before you answer, here's my thing. You do that outside your house, that's racist, especially for somebody to see. You do it in the privacy of your house. Is it still racist even though it's racist? I mean, you have to live with what what your definition is racist is at your home. Okay. So I guess if if they thought it wasn't racist, it wasn't racist. If if, because they think that they're being funny with each other and they're not hurting anybody, right? right? They're not holding anybody's lives back and they didn't embarrass anyone and hold them and they thought they made a funny joke. Right. I don't know if you would say that's racist. Is it is it is it bigoted and inappropriate? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But But because it's in your house, does it count when no one can see it? I, I don't I don't I gotta say honestly. In that particular scene, if you're doing it so that you, your kids are looking at it, so you can raise some racist kids, <laughs> right, then right. maybe you That's are hurting right, somebody. Right, right. If it's those two dudes, I mean, I, I think everyone has some. I mean, first of all, everyone has some form of bigotry in in them. Yes. So, and how you exercise that out of you, and you're doing it in closed doors where you made it. You, you, made, you know, maybe you had a meeting and you. You know, I, I can't set this up. I have to set it up. Maybe those two guys, because of their jobs, whatever, they had an Asian dude that they both had dealt with, and every time he talked to them, they heard... <laughs> so they said, to them, it's funny. So, you know, I, I guess it would have to have context to it like anything else. But, okay. yeah, but, but today, when that movie was... Okay, let me, yeah, I'll, I'll say it this way. When that movie was made, that mm-hmm. shit wasn't racist. Today, <laughs> that would absolutely be racist. Yeah. Right. All right. They would be like, you can't put that in the movie. Folks, please, fellas, if, and ladies too, if y'all have any horror stories about dates, relationships, crazy shit you've ever experienced, please write it. I would love to read them on the podcast. It would be entertaining for other people to hear and to have me and Andy's feedback. Okay. Going back to this racist in the house right how many times with your with your whatever part of your family right whether it be when you were on your own or with your parents or wherever and someone brought something unseasoned or wasn't seasoned the way that you want it for a holiday do you potluck whatever how many times have you held that who brought the white food I've never done that. You never have. You never nah. used it as it's white food because nah. I've heard people use because that. Because again, remember, I said I've never bought into that myth that white people don't season their food or or or, or do. Okay, they brought they put some apples in there in in the and some shit it don't belong in. Yeah. I would. You never use that term. Who brought nah, that? dog? Really? And listen, the only way I would make it racial is if it happened more than once by somebody white, where I can go. This is a habit with you motherfuckers. 
Okay. You know what I mean? But 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 if they did it for the first time ever, I would just be like, this is different. I never thought you could do this. Well, but I've never associated white people with not seasoning food. They can't cook the way black people do. That is a stereotypical myth. Some of the best chefs are white. Yeah, but they learned it from someone else. Oh, they learned it from the niggas. Yeah. Or the a nigga named Bootsy. Or the. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I always thought it was funny because they all because black folks always tell me they don't put like that fruit in their salad and shit. Like, right. They, but I know you guys cranberries. Do, yeah. Apples. But, that's yeah. normal. Raisins. Yeah, raisins is normal, and I know it is because Richard Pryor when he did their, that album about. Um, when he thought it was raisins in the potato, was right. it potato salad or the what, some kind, or the it was, it, it was coleslaw, right? And he thought it was raisins, and he, so he ate, and there were roaches, right? Because Instagram told me you have to eat your roaches just like everybody else, <laughs> right, right, roaches, right, right, right. So, so yeah, I know raisins is going into some food, so I, I'm, okay, I'm, 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 I've had a salad with cranberry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that cranberry salad with walnuts and some apples, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back. Back to. We the went movie. to the Food Channel. Yeah, we went to the Food Channel. Back to. Okay. So here's the end that I want to ask you. So yes. when Michael Douglas gets her underwater, yeah, and he's choking her and has her under the water and she's drowning, mm-hmm. is that murder or was that self defense? Oh, self defense. The moment that bitch came into your house with the knife. With the knife, it was self defense. Okay. Yeah. And then here's here's the part where. I like the movie, and then this is where, even as a younger person, when I watch this movie, it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. When she jumps out of the water, yeah. and Ann Archer shoots her in the head. That was the, that was the ending of Jason. Really? Yeah, that's kind of like the ending of a Jason, where like, it's, she's dead, right. or Jason's dead, and then he pops back up right. out of the water. They, made, they turned that movie, this thriller. Well, they had to give it that extra zing. Did they? I would have rather the bubbles just came out of her nose and then... And that was it? That was it. He killed her. He put her under yeah, the water. I know, but that was that extra pop. And, if it, and here's the thing. When she popped out the water, you didn't jump? Oh, yeah, I jumped, but... Then that was I jumped beautiful. At, I jumped at Jason movies. I jumped at Friday the 13th movies. I jumped at Halloween movies. That, that, was, that, was the ne- that was the next step that I didn't think... That was put in there for the general public. That wasn't in there. If you were writing a book, if right. you're writing a book, do you write that in the end, or do you write the end where you know he drowns? But I don't her? know that 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 comes that translates on in a book the way it does a movie because you can read it and then you have to visualize it. But before you visualize it, you got to read it. With a movie, you don't have time to visualize. It pops up on you, dude. I so it automatically makes you jump. I would have had him choking her, and I would have had her feet coming out of the water, and water going right. everywhere, and her flailing, trying, to, and then, and then she's then her hands, that hand, that scene where her hand falls and the knife falls, right. and, and, and then just have those bubbles coming up, and that's the end. And you killed her, you killed her, fuck, right. because you you had to fuck her, so you now you had to kill her, and right. her wife now your wife is watching you kill her. Yeah, but dude, I get it. Because here's the other thing. When she pops up, it gives you the scare factor. It makes you jump. But then the wife shooting her is the moment where all the other women go, yay! Well, maybe that's it. Get that bitch! And it made her the badass of the movie. Yes! She was the hero. She was the victim up until that point and became the hero. See, I think that's... 
manufactured. I think, but that's Hollywood. Okay, that's I, Hollywood. I think the end. I would have. I would have liked the end better with just a few bubbles. Right, and that's the end. Right, and then you call it because. And then the very end gets really hokey because the police come. Now, someone's dead in your bathtub. You drowned him. She had a knife in there. You had an affair. There's going to be more. He ain't sleeping at home that night. He's going, she, she, he's going to the precinct. They're going to be taking. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah. They, they made it like, oh. But you know what? It, that, oh, I drowned her because right. she was, you know, I fucked her right. uh, really good. And then she wanted to come over to my house and right. remove my wife from my life. I want to know what type of codeine the baby took that she didn't wake up, up to the, during, during all of that. Was the baby there? Wasn't the baby? Yeah. Some, no, the baby's at... Is Grandma's. It? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so she couldn't hear it from over right. there. Okay. She's, she's there with her... She was, she was at Grandma's with her lucky rabbit's foot. Yes. <laughs> uh, now let's move on to the sexy one. Disclosure. Yeah. With Demi Moore. That's the only reason I even remember Demi Moore is because we were going to talk about this earlier. <laughs> Not the only reason I remember let, Demi let me, Moore. Let me first say this, because I had watched on the plane on the way over... Uh, where were we last? Utah. Um, horrible bosses. Love that movie. Let me tell you something, man. Jennifer Aniston. If you a black dude, even if you didn't like white women, Jennifer Aniston and horrible bosses makes my dick hard. I mean, my shit is the size of Brad Williams. <laughs> Nigga, those two scenes where. She has her Dennis White coat on, but no bra. Yeah. And you can see the titty lines. You can, you can use Patrice on that. Yeah. The, the, the meat, titty the, meat. Titty, the titty meat. And the other scene where she licks dudes the back of his neck. Fuck race. <laughs> this is no longer about race. If, as a dude, if your dick didn't wake up out of a coma and say to you, hey, what's happening? You're not a dude. But he, that, she, oh. But that character doesn't want to jeopardize his relationship with his girl. Fuck that. You move to a new city or state, you get a new job, but you smash that before you bounce. Now, let me not get straight away. Demi Moore, and I only brought the horrible bosses up because it was about people, bosses in positions of power and sexual harassment. Demi Moore in that fucking movie, uh, Jesus Christ. And I love her raspy voice. It's kind of Kathleen yeah, yeah. Turnerish. Yeah. I think it's sexy. So I'm going to ask you the question you asked me. At what point did Michael Douglas fuck up? Because for me, it's this. Not the fact that they had a meeting at night and closed doors. Because colleagues, right? Yeah, they're at work. At work. When she asks for the massage, and as he's massaging her, she puts her hands on his, his calves to hold him in place. That's where he fucked up. Because he should have been like, yo, why I'm massaging you? Why are your hands locked up on my legs? You're giving me the green light. I, I think... And let me let me know if I'm wrong on this, ladies. Uh, I think women would say it's when she dis- started discussing their past. At the same time, she's talking about his wife, trying to make it. Don't you remember how good this was? And oh, that I thought you were going with 
asking about his kids and shit. I'm like, that's normal. No, but yeah, but you, when you mix asking about the kids mm-hmm. with, don't you remember how good this pussy was? <laughs> right. You're right. saying, right, right. Do you still like that pussy those kids came out of? Or right, right, don't right. you remember? <laughs> right, right. How good this was? Right. So I, I think that's where if you go if you go to there, that's where he's. He should have been. The massage should have never came up. It should have been. Oh, let's discuss the. It, it was. Let's discuss this because. But this this is the thing though. I, again, and I and I'm not trying to put it all on women, but I'll put this on women. It was a plan. Would you find out it's a plan? Right. She knew that he was gonna that she. The idea was to get actually him, to actually just fuck her and get it right. Over. But she knew women know that they have that kind of control, that manipulation control right. over men. So it, it it would have behooved him at that moment to go, this is a problem. Okay. Let me ask you this. Once he was on the phone and she grabbed the phone out of his hand and started kissing him, and she unbuckled his pants and she, she started sucking his dick, and then he what he didn't have a moment of oh my god until he was about to fuck her and looked himself in the mirror mirror and saw his face and then he stopped. Here's a question for the guys now the same way we asked the girls uh, with the with the fatal attraction. This is for the guys. Realistically, she put your dick in her mouth. You're clearly erect. She's got a fucking vest open. You see the titties jiggling in the bra. You about to fuck. Do you really stop? Are there dudes out there that would have really stopped? Because once your penis goes in her mouth and you feel that, I guess morales, you gotta be a you gotta be a certain kind of motherfucker to make you stop that. Does seeing yourself in the mirror actually make you stop or make you keep going? I, I think that was more of a Again, Hollywood. That's movie shit to me. Yeah, you look, you saw, because you already, you, 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 at that point, you've already, you've already crossed the line. Right. At that point. Beyond crossed the line. Your dick was in the mouth. mouth. So at that point, you're like, well, I'm already in trouble. Why would you stop at that point? (laughs) Well, it would be, we would like to believe that somewhere in in a bad decision, you could go, oh, I'm making a bad decision. Right. I need to end this. Right. When you think that comes before your dick goes in the mouth? Well, I think it's a lot easier for it to happen before your dick goes in her mouth. Right. I think there's a. There's, I, I think you have more. Uh, uh, y- your thought process. You're still. You could still think with your head before your dick goes. You in can her still mouth. think with your head it, before you think with your, your head. other head. Yeah. Once that's in. Once that's in. Right. Talk about the devil and angel on your shoulder. Wouldn't that be some shit if like. The devil, you see the you see the angel on your shoulder, and when you pull your dick out, the devil's sitting on your tip. <laughs> uh, it's weighted now. You're uh, yeah. you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, and here's what I thought was sexy as fuck. Uh, and again, in horrible bosses, Jennifer never got mean. It was always playful fucking with you, which was cute and sexy in and of itself. But when Michael Douglas is leaving and Demi Moore is chasing after him and she goes, get back here and finish Finish what you started. Oh, whatever I felt looking at myself in the mirror that made me stop 
I'd have turned around and went, yes, mistress, Demi Moore. But once you see that the uh, cleaning lady's out there, fuck everything's her. done, man. You got to get you. You have with to, him or her. Both. You have to get away. You have to get but away. She didn't look like she spoke English. She looked like she was. <laughs> Here we go was, again. No, I'm just saying. Though. <laughs> she was clearly Asian, and uh, I'm sure that her maid partners <laughs> would not have known what was going on. She looked like she knew what was going on. You think so? Yeah. Um. But, okay, we'll, we'll continue, and I'll, I'll bring this up later. I want to see what else you got on there. Um, ladies, I want to ask y'all a question, and I want y'all to be honest. Again, Farrah, A.B., uh, Shamor, Shannon, uh, and any other ladies I might be forgetting. Let me ask y'all, and be honest. If your male boss looked like Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Shamar Moore, Denzel, Enrique Iglesias Jr. And you would, would, would y'all entertain it? Would y'all entertain the idea? Because the reality is, in Hollywood, male bosses really don't look like that. Male bosses look like Danny DeVito. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> or Danny DeVito's character from Taxi. Dude, uh, before you go any further, I just have to say this really quick. Did I watched the AVN awards that you hosted this yeah. this last one yeah and one of the actresses who won an award called out to the producer or something right did did you see that scene that that part of the scene dude i don't watch that shit dude that dude made, hideous ha- made harvey weinstein look uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just saying yeah you're right, right. It, it, the bosses hollywood bosses look a lot different than real bosses it's never what you think it is in in the movies Jeff Bezos is George Clooney. Bill Gates is uh, a handsome, older, regal gentleman. Sean Connery. Warren Buffett is uh, Harrison Ford. Those are good. Those are good. I I like the way you put them together. But Bezos did, when he became a billionaire, he did look better. (laughs) Something about having a billion dollars gives you some... Mark Cuban looks like Bruce Wayne with Down syndrome. No, you know who he really looks like? Uh, remember the Munsters? Yeah. He looks like that dude who played the Frankenstein character. Oh, uh, like uh, the guy that actually played yeah, Frankenstein? Yeah. yeah, he looks like that's, him. That's funny. But on a not a seven-foot body. Right, like, right. Yeah, he has that. Who actually was um, Michael Douglas's boss in Fatal Attraction. Herman oh. Munster. That was oh, yeah, him. That was yeah. Yeah. He's also the one of the judges in um with that with with Joe Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. The two Utes. The two Utes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um ladies, be honest. If your boss looked like them dudes and they tried to, you know, harass you, would you what, what would you do? See, you're saying that they tried to harass you. The thing is, an if an ugly dude if an ugly dude, office dude, right. same positions, I'm going to say there's two guys, same positions, and he asks you out four or five times, that's considered harassment. Right. If the good-looking dude asks you out four or five times. That's flirting. Or, or, or Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that's, I, I'm going to get, I know somebody's going to write me, oh, that's not true. Oh, That's stop. fact. That's fact. Right. You, your, your harassment is on a sliding scale to your looks. I like that. 
based on your looks is the degrees of, of whether or not harassment. Right. And listen, I know technically breaking the law is breaking the law. So, you know, but it's something about, and this is why I say, man, you know, being beautiful is a gift. It's hereditary, but it's a gift because whether you have big tits, whether you have money, all those things are gifts, big tits, money, you know, fame, because people somehow go, they don't, they see you do it through a different prism where you just, oh God, my boss looked like Denzel. He flirted with me. He's so crazy and he cute. He's crazy and he cute. Dude, when you fucking are hideous, it's annoying. Yeah. Mm. You got, you got one, you got your, take your best shot because it's the only <laughs> one you're allowed to have. Right. Um, and dude, it's funny. One of the things you'll you'll ever notice is uh, when comedians are hot, right? When they when comedians are hot, at some point, the hotter you are, it feels like it always comes across to me in the movies like they stuck you in this movie clearly because you're the hot comic and they want some of your hot take in the movie. I bring this in when Dennis Miller, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I read my note, did they just hire Dennis Miller just so he can go? on what was an obvious comedy rant and use words like limbic brain. So you have a, because he says in the movie, so you have a sexual urge every 20 minutes. It's weird into your limbic brain. 10 years from now, you're going to need a forklift to raise that thing of yours. No, it, it was directly, it, I mean, you could have put the news desk in front of him. Right, right, right. And it was it was an SNL piece. Yeah, he, he did not, there was no change in character. Nothing. They, they hired Dennis Miller to be, to be Dennis Miller. That character should have been named Dennis. I'm sure it was right because right when he did the, the, the I want I want to call it a bit. Right when he said the lines, Michael Douglas had to go, but he looked at him and went <laughs> like, "That's funny." Yeah, like but, they come yeah. on, man. Even his he even had that little head rock when yeah, he was, when he said it. Yeah. He said, oh, limbic brain. Yeah, who the fuck says limbic? I don't even know what the fuck that means. I would, if I heard that off the cuff. I would associate that with a dick issue. You, hey, man, my dick is, is I'm having problem with ED. I think it's limbic. <laughs> they did, uh, when, when Dennis Miller was really like at his, his popular at the top of right. his, they did, uh, like, I don't know, some survey. Some te- they said 40 pe- 40% of the people in the audience didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. They just laughed when everyone else did. Right. I remember you said this before, and you still don't think there was, because every comic has his, his or her audience. You don't think he had a group of people that really knew and yeah, followed? Yeah, the 60%. But okay. the other people that came with them, they're laughing at. You know, I'm, I'm sure they understood him somewhat. But half the things that he was saying, they were like, what? I get it now. You know who his audience is? The people that love Big Bang Theory. Because in Big Bang Theory, didn't they use that kind of... not? That, yeah, a little bit. But the difference is... In Big Bang Theory, you didn't have to understand it to be in on the joke. Uh, you think? You don't, you don't have to know the, the, the words. You just knew that it was these rocket scientists that okay. were... Uh, Maybe I had to be you know, excuse me, in on a joke because I, I've tried to watch that show. Nothing. Nothing for me. It's, it's made for a certain audience. And it's made for the majority of people who watch TV. 
And like I said, how I would go, I, I watch real time with Bill Maher because I envy not being able to be politically funny. I used to try to watch Dennis Miller because I'm just like, nigga, I've never heard this kind of vocabulary. You know, when you come into the soft deck of one's ideologically sick, sick boruses of hideosis and <laughs> I was going, what the fuck am I not getting? Because he, but he was talking above the audience. That was his goal to make you stretch. Right. Uh, it wasn't there. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I always, I, I don't know. I kind of liked his, that snarky, shitty personality that right. he had. I did. Yeah. But I thought it's a part of you a little bit, isn't it? A little bit. But there's uh in that I'm pointing to his notes. Yeah. But in, in that movie, it was clearly not a character that needed to be in that movie. That no. was that was put in there for that. And listen, kudos to the comics because that means you've reached a certain level, level. of success where they recognize you. Like I, I've you know, I know they they stick in Jim Gaffigan in a lot of shit. Whether or not he's a, a great actor, I have no idea. I've never seen his stuff. But I understand why they're using him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's part of the culture right now. Yeah. And, and that, that, yeah, it moves things along that way. Um, two things I, I definitely uh, want to address. Again, when I say uh, Mike Douglas had some of the greatest pimp lines ever. Remember just before he leaves when he rejects Demi Moore because she said she told her assistant to get a couple of bottles of champagne that they used to drink from back in the day so they could have some champagne that night. And he goes... Uh, uh, you know, why don't you take those two champagne bottles in your fridge and go fuck them? Yeah. This nigga's the Mac. He told Glenn Close, well, fuck off. And he told Demi, stick two champagne bottles and fuck them. If anybody ever watched porn, the double fuck. You know, but with two bottles. You know, now that you said that, it's kind of funny because... I didn't realize this because we were talking about Michael Douglas before actor right. or new movie star. And I said, you know, I, I think of him as a movie star. And you said, well, you didn't think he was that like good. Look. He wasn't that dude. Right. But what I realized, didn't you take the movie like Basic Instinct? He was like the lead soft porn actor for dude. I'm, I'm starting to rethink this shit. Yeah. That's who he was. And he always was on some semi. Pimp shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm rethinking Mike Douglas now, man. Yeah. I might have to slide that motherfucker up in there of one of the dudes. He really was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's my last note. Uh, When he hires the attorney who says to him in the office, and she says it very sternly, sexual harassment is not about sex. It's about power. Power. I'm giving this a big get the fuck out of here. I think it's a, exactly about sex. And, and sometimes, and before I say what I'm about to say on that, let me just say, these are three sayings that I absolutely hate. That one, money don't buy happiness. Bullshit. That's exactly what it buys. Nah. And I don't want to dig too deep into that because we've covered this. The other one is uh, wild animals, lions and shit. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. I've been to Africa twice. I've gone on a safari twice. I have stared a lion dead in the fucking face. They ain't scared of you. They're not scared of you. Matter of fact, they are looking at you like, please leap your ass off that truck. Because <laughs> I'm hungry. And every year for the past 10 years, I've had nothing but white meat. Nigga, please leap your ass off that truck so I could taste Negro meat. They're not scared of you. 
I think that uh, they're scared. That they're, they're on a sliding scale, too, whether they're scared of you versus how hungry they are. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes white people, y'all kill me with y'all over-the-top psychological bullshit. You try to make shit more complex than it is. It's not that goddamn complex. Trust me. A lion is not scared of a human being. No, they're scared of their gun if they have one. And even then, you have to shoot that motherfucker loud enough near its ear for it to go, oh, shit. You just pointing a gun ain't shit. No. These motherfuckers are not scared of you. Um, But let me get back to what I was saying about the, the, the sexual harassment. Dude, at the end of the day, the boss is a dude. And if you're a woman with great legs, you look good in a pair of heels, you... Your calf is accentuated. You got nice muscle tone, big breasts. Your ass is popping out of your skirt. He's thinking as a dude. He wants to fuck. Plain and simple. You just happen to work for him. He just happens to be your boss. I don't think no dude is going, I want to put my dick in her and have her suck my dick and suck her titties simply to show her I'm powerful. No, he wants to fuck. You look good. Yeah, you look good. But that's that's not the point. That's not the point of what that that statement means. It means that you put someone, a, a, an underling, a, a person be, be, below you that works for you, in a position where they feel that because you have the power and they don't do this, that you can't advance or maintain your career. And that's the power that someone above you, that that people who are in power have to be aware of. If they if they date someone or have uh, a relationship with someone that's in that's in their uh, that's under their authority, if you're a rich, powerful CEO, clearly, and you're a boss. Well, not all bosses, but okay, but your boss on whatever level, I gotta imagine you got a little bit of dough. You can go out and buy some pussy. Yeah. So 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 why is it about? I'll just sort of exert my power. Nah, niggas just horny. And you look good. Yeah, but but if if she and if he if she wasn't attracted to him, but it felt that that was that he could use that power to force her in a way? Yeah, mentally it's it's you have to decide am I going to jeopardize my career if I don't succumb to this guy who thinks I look good. And don't you think he's thinking am I going to jeopardize my career if I try to do this and it backfires? No. No, that's it maybe more so today, but back in those days, that's not even back when this is when we were watching this movie and not to go off your track. But if you watch the movie and it's this was late 90s, mid 90s, late mid 90s, somewhere in there, uh, the technology that they thought was going to be the advancement is is horrible. Like it's not even close to where we are right now. So um yeah, we have changed. We have grown, uh, hopefully mentally somewhat. But back then, Harvey, the perfect example, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to uh, make Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein's life uh, part of our podcast here, but you know that that's the thing. You know, you know, look at look at it in this aspect. He was the producer. He was on movies. The w- women came in. They wanted a part in a movie. He felt like he had all the power to tell him, "Yeah, you want this movie." This is how Hollywood works. You have to watch me take a shower, and then if I want to, you have to suck my dick. That's power. But you're saying, like, more so today, you 
can't get away with it as opposed to back in the day. Back in the day, it was, it, you know, the, the word casting couch, when you hear that, you, you automatically think of what that is. That's, and that was commonplace. Ah, the good old days. Back when you could just tell your secretary, get me a hot cup of coffee, and then when you serve it to me, give me a hot piece of that ass. Don't you miss those days? The casting couch. You want this part, sweetheart? Audition for it. But audition laying down. That way, when I give you the good news, I can slip you the good news. All right, y'all. <laughs> I got to get you to the airport, man. Uh, is that it? Is that all we have for that movie, though? Oh, wait, no. There's one part. I want to okay. take the one part and see if you agree with this. Yeah. So Michael Douglas, he has that position. He's trying to get that position. Right. It goes to Demi Moore. They're, her, Demi Moore, and the, the, the big boss, who... There's in there's innuendo throughout the movie that she has already had an affair with that guy as well, right. but they figure out a way so that they can get rid of Michael Douglas. So that's not that's not the problem. But who is helping Michael Douglas? A friend. I don't think they ever established. Yes, that. they did. It's, who was it? It's the woman who ends up with the job at the very end. Oh, because I that's her son that. that's working, and he goes to that school that the emails were coming from. And then it's when he says, so do you have a professor named Alfred Friend or whatever? Right. And he smiled, yeah. So the mom, so they're manipulating him in one way. And then the person who gets the job is the one who manipulated all of them because she's helping, she's in on those meetings where they know that they're fucking him. Right. And she, that's a job that she should be getting and is going to fuck Demi more. So again, the woman in the end came out on top because right. the women, well, the woman was able to manipulate the manipulators. Right? Don't you think that Asian chick who went in for the what do they call that when you the deposition? Because she came off prior to that like she was empathetic to Michael Douglas and would had his back. Then when she went in and gave the deposition, it felt like she crossed him. Yeah, but. She answered their questions, but she felt this way. She didn't lie about it. Right. And, but yeah, that, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I never really had subordinates. I mean, I did manage places, but I didn't really, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think, I don't know. I think where we are today is, is, is weird as it is. It's much better because it's just like, hey, this is the policies. And you, you know where you stand. But yet, back then, I don't know. Like, he did. He, because what you, what the part that you're bringing up is that he, like, you saw her take those file folders and she was going, oh, no, or he slapped her on the butt or slapped her with a piece of paper. And, right. and it was like, rah, right. which guys do in sports and in everything that they do to other guys. It's not a... Right. But then at the end... She, he apologized. She says, you know, I wasn't trying to get you in trouble. And he was like, yeah, I understand, though, and I have to watch him. And then she slaps him right. as he's walking away. And it's like, okay, now is it okay? We're so, we're, so this is what we're doing now? We're slapping right. each other in the ass <laughs> right, or we're right, not? Right, we're right. not. So uh, I, I, that was confusing to me uh, as far at, – at that time, it was funny to me. Today, watching that, that scene was confusing. Damn. So – Anyway, right. there it is. That's our that's our thing with the movies. And again, uh, ladies, please, please, please uh, email us 
and, and, and fill in the blanks for those questions we asked you. Guys, same thing. Fill in the blanks. Uh, I'm, de- I'm depending and counting on all our loyalists to not leave us hanging. Um, and also, more importantly, share with us your stories, your horror stories of dating, uh, anything that's happened in the course of relationship. Fucking, uh, we'd love to read those and love to um, hear other people's responses to those. Um, let's give out the socials again. Oh, oh. Uh, it's, it's Spearsburg Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. And, um, and you can see a rough cut. Without any music, without any, without any edits on that uh, Spearsburg Pod uh, YouTube page. And you can check out uh, other things that we'll be putting up on that page as well. But you can see this uncut. It's, it's just uh, it's kind of more of a behind the scenes. Yes. And uh, as always, as promised, uh, right now I'm, I'm turning you guys on to an up-and-coming artist by the name of Malco Jex. The song is called uh, It's Crazy. Uh, the artist Saint Wolf. Instagram is D A underscore T O P underscore D U K U R A Y. And the song is It's Crazy, Artist Saint Wolf, Malco Jex. Love y'all, and we're out. And remember, kids, it's not harassment if you make her realize that, hey, if you don't do this, you won't get a paycheck. Force yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to whoever's offended. I got an ultra ego, I must always defend it. Got my own bread and whip. Feel independent, but everyday struggles can be really intensive. Brothers going to jail for minor offenses. The whole world's feeling a little offended. Speaking the truth can lead to the end of your life. I still wonder how lying and fighting became husband and wife. Should we start off with a gun or a knife? Cause we're feeling like we're winning when we're ending a life. We can see the world in our devices all day, but never see the world in our own way. We need to open our eyes and in our mind we must say, we really got a price to pay. Hell no, nah, no time to play Cause we really got a price to pay We can get to the end if we only begin Let the Lord be the one to forgive the sins It's crazy It's crazy Helping the weak is like taking candy from a baby We pay for expensive shit and some even daily Now think about these options and see what sounds crazy Make a choice and you can change your life maybe Or a whole world maybe It's crazy No more hesitation, each and every black male's trap. Feel it, baby.